Hey everybody, welcome to our Power Talk on how to run effective, vision-fused, and profit-driven team meetings. Now the purpose of this call is really to help you build a solid fifth pillar. And what I mean by that, after 25 years of practice and 16 years of coaching, I can honestly verify that there are at least five major pillars that you have to master in order to build a successful practice. That includes marketing, day one, day three procedures, care plans, your personal self, and of course, team. And when you have all five of those, man, you're off to the races and you become unstoppable. Now, it's been my experience as well, even in practice, that with team meetings, when I have them every week, that I get growth. And without those team meetings, that we usually are putting out fires on a regular basis. And practice is no longer fun, but it's really nothing less than a bunch of frustration. So what I've done for you uh, on the recording of this call, uh, there is a cheat sheet down below. It's a checklist on the 10 essentials for team meetings. So what I want you to do is go down below uh uh, just uh, hit the download, and you can print this out, and you have a cheat sheet that you can use. I recommend that you put it into a binder that you can reference in the future. And these are 10 key areas that you really want to focus on uh, for your team meetings and team culture in your practice to get the most out of every team meeting and every team member. Now, I'll tell you, just to start this this call with a really interesting story, is a number of years ago, um, I... Uh, you know, used to um, do team meetings on a regular basis. I mean, it was solid. And there was a summer that I can recall where we had beautiful Tuesday afternoons. My Tuesday afternoons were, were more, uh, afternoons off. And I got complacent. My practice was cruising at a 1000 a week, and I basically decided I'm going to let go of my team meetings. Well, what basically happened about 15 days later is I started to see chinks in my armor. I started to see cracks in my structure. And we would have problems with financials or we had challenges with, um, you know, with uh, different aspects of my practice, such as team. And then things started to fall apart. And I realized when I took a close look at exactly what was going on that I was missing, um, you know, my, my, my team meetings. And I realized that I really had to make sure that I was doing what was necessary in order to uh, have growth in my practice. So basically what I did is I made sure that I structured a team team meeting on a weekly basis. I did not miss it. And, you know, what what was interesting is when I started to um, do my team meetings, I had this this great growth. Things just, just took off. So I made sure that I did a team meeting every, every, every week. And before you knew it, uh, I just had uh, phenomenal growth. So what I want to do is go through with you um, what I believe are the essentials um, to make sure that you can duplicate this, you can run with this, and make sure that you have um, effortless growth, growth in your practice. So the first thing I want you to do with pen and paper is make sure that you have a sacred time. I use the word sacred 
uh, because this is a time where there's no medical appointments by my team. I often get, well, I can't make the team meeting because I have to see my medical doctor. Um, the doors are locked. The phones are on hold. Even uh, cell phones are put on, you know, vibrate. Um, basically, we're going to just turn off any sort of noise and distractions in the office. We lock the doors. I even put this time into my agreements with my team members. So it's not unusual that I will have this at a set time. And for me, it was Tuesdays from 1130 to 130. We were done at 1030. It gave my team a chance to sort of close out in the morning, get things ready, grab a lunch. And by 1130, we were rock and rolling. So everybody brought their, their lunch. Now, what I discovered is that the team meetings allowed growth. They allowed camaraderie. We're team members, and everybody get together, gave, you know, constructive input. It was never a bitch session. It was never a point in blame. It was how can we constantly and never-ending improve what we're doing? We never put down anybody for a comment, and all comments were welcomed. It allowed us to have a solid vision, which means we were laser-focused on moving forward. It also allowed congruency. What I mean by that. There was congruency in procedures, philosophy, marketing technique. Now, this is important, especially for the doctors who have multiple associates, because I've also discovered that if you have one associate spending 10 minutes with a patient and all the other doctors are spending three minutes with a patient, well, you're going to have a rift or a challenge in practice. If you have one doctor using a script and another doctor using a different script, there's also going to be a challenge with regards to um, the front desk, because one doctor says you don't have to go to the doctor's report, and one doctor says you do. Uh, there's also the ability to have cross-training. What I mean by that is that everybody should be cross-trained to fill in the other's tasks. So if you have a tech say that's sick, you should have one of your front desks that can come off and fill in. Although she might not do it perfectly, she's there to at least fill in. Uh, you might have uh, somebody that has to uh, jump in and help with x-ray marking. Whatever it might be, cross-training allows everybody to at least know what the other people are doing. So what it allows us to do, it allows us to stop and to move forward. And there was a, a book a number of years ago um, that talked about how the best teams in the world worked hard and they stopped and reflected and trained. And pro athletes will do this, the best pro athletes. The difference is that a pro athlete will stop, rest, train, and then come back with all their guns blazing. So team meetings do that. I see so many doctors that aren't doing team meetings because of complacency, laziness. I'm going to guarantee that their offices are usually having a lot of challenges. So here's the structure. I recommend your team meeting should be one hour to two hours. Now, if you're going to run a one-hour meeting, we're going to break that up into 30 minutes and 30 minutes. So there's a first half of the meeting, and then there's a second half. Now, if you have a larger team like myself, I had six players in my practice. There was usually myself and one or two associates. Uh, it would be one hour and one hour. And the larger the team, the more input, the more time that you needed. So we started our team meetings with whiffs and wins. Now, what a whiff and a win is, it's an icebreaker. And what it basically did, it opened up conversation. Now, this was great because um, I could, you know, talk to a CA and say, you know, hey, tell us about your new puppy that you got. And she might share a picture of her new puppy. Or we had one CA, she had a different boyfriend every, every month, and it was kind of, what's the flavor of the month? And, you know, we would maybe talk about somebody that got a new house or a new car. We just really had an icebreaker, and it was designed 
to get my team to talk. Because how many team meetings have you had when the CAs will say, well, I've got nothing to say or I've got nothing to add? That's not good because if they've got nothing to say or nothing to add, then I know there's a challenge. So we started with whiffs and wins. And a whiff means whatever you want to talk about. And a win would mean something that was positive in your life, something that was unique, something where you had a high five, you know, something that was a celebration. We then moved to the vision board. Now, I highly recommend that everybody on this call has a vision board. If you do not have a vision board, then you need to stop and get solid with your vision board in the five key areas of vision. So one of the things that I recommend is you should go get a big three-by-five board and put it in your war room. And that vision board has the volume you want to see, the income you want to make, the type of patients you want. It should have your value system on it. It should have pictures of your practice busy. It is a focal light. It is a laser beam that keeps you guys exactly focused on the mission. Because too many meetings can have diversions to, you know, new things that we can throw in the office to make money, and that's not what you want. Uh, it could, a team meeting could get right off track, and two hours have gone, and you've got nothing done. It also allows you to have a structure. Now, often I will have an office manager run it. And the office manager is going to stick to a timeline. So in my team meetings, being two hours long, she knew in that first 50 minutes, that first 60 minutes, she had to get through the first half. And she was always responsible to bring up the vision board. The vision board was there, so we had, you know, our little podium. We put the, the vision board on it so we stayed consistent on what we're doing. We then went over goals. Now, we always schedule to goal. So, for example, if you wanted to see 500 per week, that's 50 new patients, that's X number of collections, that's X number of patient visits per week or per day. We always scheduled goals. So we had a target and we had a stretch goal. We knew what we wanted to hit and what was the ultimate stretch. Now, those were absolute musts. So my my office manager would come out and say, okay, we need to be seeing 40 or 50 new patients per month. How did we do last week? What was the marking that we implemented and what the results? So we looked at the outcome of last week's. Now, she had to have that stuff ready. So this is delegated to my office manager. I recommend as you grow and you practice that you have somebody that's doing that. She also reviewed bonuses. How did we do on bonuses, either for last week or for last month? And we look at the, the targets as well, and are we on, on board with those? We also brought out something called the project board. Now, this is a technique I learned years ago from Dr. Guy Rico when I used to coach with him in Quest. And the project board is really, really impactful. So as you're listening to this, I want you to imagine that you have uh, a, a board, and across the top would be the projects that you have to do. It might be new website design or changing the floor in the office or maybe a Facebook campaign, or maybe a 30-day promotion for Transform Power Workshop. Whatever it is, you would have all the projects listed across the top, and then down the side, we had all the team members. So we would look at that first project, and it would say website. Now, we had a colored code system. Now, green would be a go. So if there is Mike on website and maybe Sally on website, we would put two green dots, um, in that grid of Mike and Sally under website. So we knew that those two people were actually working on the website. Now, the project board was set for two-week in- increments, which means you had 14 days to initiate it and, as a team, work on solutions towards a new website. 
or towards new flooring in the office or towards that 30-day Facebook campaign. And for the project boards, I always structured it with two people. I mixed up the teams. I did that for accountability. Because the challenge you've had in team meetings, as you talk about something, you say it's a great idea, you may have given it to one person, and yet it's not executed upon. So what we did is we used a colored code system. Now, my office manager was responsible for this. So if we had a, a project that was stopped, we might have put, you know, a yellow meaning caution. It was, it was, there was a challenge with it. If we had something that was completed, it was blue. And if we had something that we dumped or was just, it wasn't working out, we put red. So we had blue, yellow, green, and red. And that was a color code system. You can set up your own. But this worked well because we would come back to the team meeting and my office manager would say, Mike and Sally, give us a report on what's going on with the website. Well, we just started that last week, but we've done this, this, and this. By next week, we're going to have this, this, and this done. And that kept us accountable because we knew everybody was watching and everybody was keeping us accountable. So that was a lot of fun, and we did have a lot of fun with it. And I found that this allowed us to move forward because everybody's got projects. Everyone's got things that they need to get done. Everyone's got a new piece of equipment, something to replace, something to market with, whatever it might be, the project board kicked ass, and I still use it to this day. So we would go through, uh, just to re recap, our wins and our whiffs, our vision boards, our goals, our last week's target, and then our project board. And the very last thing that we did at that team meeting was usually focused on something that everybody needed to know about. And it might be, for example, a new nutrition product that came in. And this is where at my team meetings, and we had everybody there, that team meeting would include my naturopath. If you have massage therapists or you have other ancillary services, we made sure everybody was at the team meeting because this was a focus on the vision of where the practice was going. For them to take half an hour and be at that beginning of the team meeting, that's easy to do. Now, I want you to consider Corporate 500 companies have boardrooms where they have team meetings. They look at projections. They look at marketing. They look at procedures. They look at new things that they're bringing into the company. You're doing the same thing. This team meeting, I want you to run like a corporate 500 company. And when you have vision and when you have accountability and when you have projects, things get done. And this is why a lot of doctors don't have team meetings because nothing gets done or it becomes a bitch session. And we don't want it to be that way. So we're going to transition now to the second half of the team meeting. And I love doing this because the second half of the team meeting actually allowed us to train. So what we did at this point, we usually allowed our ancillary services to leave. That would be our naturopath. If you have massage therapists, they can leave. Now it's true training. Now the training was basically structured four weeks out. So if you can imagine this were the month of September, what we did at the end of August is during our team meetings, I would ask my team members, what are four things you ladies need to or team members need to work on? They would say, well, Dr. Mike, we're having problems on financials. Can we go through financials? Absolutely. So we had on our war room board week one, two, three, four. We actually structured it so that every week we had something to train on. There was week one, week two, week three, week four. That worked out really well. And on week two, we might have maybe the opening of the doctor's report. Uh, week three might be closures of the anniversaries. Week four might be 
um, processing, you know, 25 new patients for a week because we had that week challenge and people wanted to know how, how do we get through this. So we looked at at least four different things that we need to train on and we prepped it a whole month in advance. Now, why I did this is because my office manager was then responsible to get team members whatever was necessary for that team training. I didn't allow my team to come in cold. What I meant by that is if there was a video that they had to watch or a script that they had to review or they had um, certain notes to take, every team member came to that team meeting with a notepad. And my office manager made sure that she would have for them something to look at to train on prior to that meeting. Now, I was adamant on this because often you would go to a team meeting and people weren't prepped. And case in point, we had we processed, um, sorry, we trained on a checkout script, and one of my team members didn't know it. So I realized that we had to get the information to her first, so she wasn't exposed cold to all the other different team members. Now, we also put this on our war room board, so that everybody can go into the war room. If you don't have a 12-month marketing calendar, make sure you download it from the website. Uh, my marketing calendar is now. Free. It's given to all my team members, and every year in the fall, you'll get the next year's, so you'll have 2017, 2018, and that's really designed so you guys can see what's coming up uh, for this next month, and on that, you can also put what you're doing for team training, so everybody can see what's happening in the practice. Now, what we did is we would go through uh, that next hour through training. Now, one of the things that's really important is that you do this live. So say, for example, you had to do checkout from exam room to front desk checkouts. And what I would do is I'd bring my team live. I'd say, okay, Sally, you're going to be the patient. I'm going to be the doctor doing the checkout, and I'm going to have a tech CA, and I'm going to have her do the checkout script first. So I would let them role play it as if it was live. Not that they would tell me what they would say, but they actually role played it as if that was a real patient and we were live. Now, we let her go through her script for the three minutes. I looked around at my staff. I said, do you guys know why we say what we say? And everyone said, yep, got it. And they were reviewing the script as we're going through it. And then I would maybe go through and say, we forgot this one thing. And let's just role play that again. And sometimes I would even go through the script. So my team knew that I knew the script. And we just went from there. We'd go to the front desk. We'd move the whole team to the front desk. And we'd role play. And the reason why we did this, because now every team member knew and was in agreement with what was happening in that exam room. So have you ever had a patient that comes to the front and the patient says something completely different, something you would never say in your exam room? Oh, like Dr. Mike says, I don't have to come to the doctor's report. <laughs> no, because my team member knows the scripting to make sure that person comes to the doctor's report. So on their way out at the front desk, that team member knew exactly what I was saying because we had a procedure, and everybody had agreed upon it. And this was this was huge because this allowed us to stay congruent, and it also allowed my other team members to know that procedure in case they ever had to fill in. And this made a huge difference. Now, we would go through something on our, on for 50 minutes, and the other thing I recommend that you do is something that we call A to Z training. Now, the A to Z training is basically done every quarter, and what we did with this is we would go through all of our procedures for about three to four hours. Now, it takes about three to four hours to go through that very first phone call. Hi, this is Health First Chiropractor. This is Dr. Mike speaking. I can help you. 
oh, is this examination for you or for you and your family? So that script had to be, had to been said. And we would start with that very first script. And we would go through all the way to the exam, all the way to the checkout, all the way to day two in the doctor's report. From the doctor's report opening to the close, to sitting down with a patient on financial. Where do the, um, you know, x-ray jackets go? What am I saying to the patient? When does the CA take the hand off for the financials? Where do we go on the checkout? How do we do the follow-up? All the way to the 12th, 24th, 36th, right to the anniversary report, and right to the very end of presenting the financials. Now, that sounds crazy. It sounds like a lot. But guess what happened? When we did this three to four hours of training every quarter, not only did my team feel comfortable with running, but I had a major bump of growth on the immediate next two weeks. And I realized that when we did this A to Z training that took three to four hours, that what it did, it created a well-oiled machine. So the doctors listening to this on team meetings if you get anything from this, it's doing the AZ training with your entire team every quarter. Because you're going to find that there's going to be a lot of cracks, a lot of slips, a lot of misprocedures, a lot of off script. But by doing this, I found that I was able to spin that plate. I was able to work out, you know, the kinks and the cracks, and things went flawless. And my practice grew. It's when I wasn't doing the team training that I often saw a major slide. Now, that might take you half an hour if you want to do half hour on the second. But for my large team and for a volume practice doing over a million a year, I basically took um, that time, that hour every week. And to this day, I do not miss team training. Now, we would finish. We would huddle with my team. I'd bring everybody back. And we always finished with a positive story. And what I mean by that? We finished with something of a success story. Hey, guys, I just want to I'll let you know that, you know, Susan came in, and I know, you know, that, that we have to keep things in, in a privacy policy and HIPAA guidelines and things like that. But this is a patient that not only suffered the migraines, and you hear her, hear her raving about her migraines, but I want you to know that we saw other changes in her life, that it's improved her marriage, she's feeling less stressed, um, that curve is coming back in her neck, and now she's also referred for the people. I wanted you to know that you made this a great experience for this patient, and now she's a raving fan. So I always share a success story. It might be a child that got great results or a senior that's off the meds. Whatever it might be, you should have a privacy policy within your team that you can at least share success stories without revealing too much of the patient's history. Now, there's something else I want to share with you. Um, regarding these team meetings, and this is called team culture. One of the greatest challenges doctors have is really keeping a solid team. And there's a few things that I believe that you should do um, on a quarterly basis. So what I mean by that is I'm a firm believer that if you really sit down and structure things with regards to quarters and performance evaluations, and team culture relationship events, you will see a dynamic shift in your team. And I think you'll see them stay longer and stay on board longer. So let me just break this down. And this happens every quarter. I'm just going to give you a January, February, March, that in the beginning of January, you and your team should always set five objectives. And that five objectives are the five things that you're going to work on that's really going to help move your business forward. 
You want to identify things with regards to new patients, conversions, retention, the upsell or wellness or ancillary, and either personal or social media. Look at five key areas that you can work on as a team. And from that, each person has five objectives. Now, in all of this, there should be a bonus system because as you have growth, you should have a bonus system that allows your team to dip into the honeypot. It could be done on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis, and that quarterly objective that they hit, if they hit all five, they also get a bonus. Now, that's the five objectives, and I do that five objectives at the beginning of every quarter. So if it's January, we're going to do it in January. And the next quarter, in April, May, June, we're going to start that in April. And I've discovered that if you can set those five objectives and if you can sort of um, keep them on your vision board, you will hit them. The next, in February, is your performance evaluations. Now, I highly recommend that you take, you know, your team members aside for 10 to 15 minutes. Even your office manager, I used to take a vote for coffee and sit down and go over performance evaluations. Now, you should have a mandate for each team member, which means they have an agreement that they sign on their performance, they have a checklist, and they should have a mandate. This is what your job responsibilities are. And that individual should be sitting with you and 10 to 15 minutes every quarter going over where they're doing great, where they need help, and then um, reinforcing that they're doing a great job and you can bring them to the next level. Now, what I mean by that is you should be able to do what we call the one-minute management, where you stroke them for doing a great job, sort of reprimand them or look at key areas that need to work on, and then you stroke them again. And then the very last component of that quarter, so this would be, say, March, would be team culture relationship. And what I mean by that is instead of having a meeting within your practice, uh, sometimes I took my team out to maybe a Mexican restaurant. We had margaritas and Mexican food. Or in December, we did a team party, and we basically had a lodge that we went to and a spa, and we just spent time in the spa. It cost me a couple thousand dollars. We did a white elephant. We catered the food. Um, everyone, you know, imbibed a little too much, but it was a great party, and we did that every quarter. So look at team culture relationship events um, that you can do. You can even have that as a bonus and take them to something like a big event like Life Vision or a park or something like that. So that's team culture, and that really sort of wraps up um, what we have for uh, team meetings. Very simple. Don't forget to download the team meeting checklist, which uh, there's 10 key things on there that you want to do. Start implementing these things. Follow along this half-hour session on effective um, vision-fused, profit-driven meetings. Make sure that you have your bonuses, you have your goals, and that you can do a review on past performance and future objectives, and you will knock it out of the park. So lines are open. If anybody has a question, we have a number of doctors on this call. If you have a question, feel free just to state your name, where you practice, and what your question is. And if there are no questions, going once, going twice, I want to thank you for being on this Power Talk with us. Uh, make sure that you download your checklist, put it in your playbook, and keep practicing with passion, guys, until our next call. Um, have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.